Hey, you're listening to Worst Day Ever, the podcast dedicated to the horror stories, the shit shows, the worst days on set, told firsthand from the filmmakers who survived them. I'm your host, Tom Taher. Today on the podcast, we have filmmaker and director Troy Edwards here to share his worst day ever. If you've ever heard of the phrase, out of the frying pan and into the fire, it basically means going from one terrible thing to another terrible thing, getting burned once and then getting burned again right away. And that's the essence of Troy's story. Troy, as he was starting out as a filmmaker, was volunteering his time on different short films, different sets, just to get as much experience as possible, to meet as many cool people, and in the process of doing that, experience two back-to-back horrible things that happened. So with that, I'll let Troy take it from here. Hey, this is Troy, and this is my worst day ever. So I was volunteering my time on a college film set. We were filming in the middle of the woods and it was uh, at a cabin. So the whole set was built inside of a cabin and then there were some scenes outside of the cabin on the hillside. It was, I want to say, probably in December. So it was cold. It wasn't like snowing cold, but it was cold enough that you had to wear gloves to work with equipment. And, you know, I felt like I had you know, built this network up of working with these people. And uh, I always wanted to put my best foot forward. And on this particular set, um, they had hired a professional AD. And so for me, I was like, oh, shit, this is like, this is legit. There's actually a professional AD on this. I want to put my best foot forward and, you know, not only just try and impress the crew, but really impress him. On this particular day, the task for us, the biggest thing we had to do was we had to get these nine lights, which are these massive, I mean, they're huge lights up this hill. And this hill was like, I don't want to exaggerate too much, but it was approaching 45 degrees. It was super, super steep. So we had to get these lights up this hill. And not only that, we had to get up these these like roller stands up there. We were like Sisyphus, the Greek myth where he's just pushing the boulder up the hill and then the boulder falls right back down you have to go bring it back up and so we were just bringing up these lights and it was it was grueling it was exhausting we had gotten done with putting the lights up and uh i suggested with the crew and i don't know if i was key gripping or not but i was like yo we should use blake knots blake knots were these new knots that we had recently learned and uh they're really good for being agile because you can adjust, uh, you know, the ropes on lights or whatever you rig up. And it kind of gives you the flexibility to move things around if you need to. So we, we had set these lights up with these Blake knots and we're, we're thinking, OK, cool. If we need to move things around, we can do that. No problem. This will be great. The AD will be super impressed. You know, he'll really be like, wow, these college kids are great. And then, you know, maybe on we can we can connect with them later on and be like, yo, can you get us on some professional things? So we were waiting by these lights and the AD was like, hey, guys, be quiet. We're rolling. So we're like, all right, we'll be quiet. We're not being that loud, but all right. So we're quiet and they start rolling. And, you know, again, we hear over surveillance. 
hey guys, we gotta, we gotta have you move. You're being too loud. We can pick it up on sound down here. You gotta get away from the lights. Maybe you guys can go hang out by the truck. We're like, all right, if that's what we gotta do, that's what we gotta do. So we go and hang out by the truck. And then all of a sudden, we just heard this giant crash. It sounded like a, a tree just like fell in the middle of the woods or something. It was, it was just very loud. The weirdest thing was over surveillance. You would expect somebody to be like, what the hell was that? Or, or does anyone have eyes on, on what that was? But there was just radio silence. At the truck, you kind of can start putting two and two together. You're like, okay. We're the ones that rig things up. Clearly something went wrong. They call cut and a couple of us, you know, leave the truck to figure out what the heck that sound was. And so we go around the back side of the cabin and some of the crew starts coming out outside and they start looking at us. And we're just like, oh shit. We're looking up at the hillside. One of those nine lights fell down face first and it just slid down the hill. Every thought you can possibly imagine is, is rushing through my brain. They're going to want me to leave. I'm going to have to pay for this. I'm never going to work on another film set again. This AD is going to smear my name, everyone you know, on our team's name or something like that. So we go up this hill, this hill that we had to you know, push these lights up earlier, except it's totally different this way. You know, it's a triumphant thing the first time. This time it's, oh shit, tail between our legs. We did something wrong. So we go up to the light and we're looking at them and like, I think four or five of the filaments are busted. So, I mean, this light is toast. So the AD was with us and uh, was like, we need to fully document what happened, why it fell, who did it. <laughs> and just basically he wanted to figure everything out for repair. And like I said, I just had those thoughts running through my mind of, of oh shit, I'm the one that did it. Um, I'm the one that tied it up wrong. As it turns out, the Blake's knot is a, an adjustable knot. And even though it's adjustable, you still have to have the same principles, obviously. Like physics doesn't care what knot you have. So we had tied the knot, I think, a little above midway on this light. And what you want to do is you want to tie it up at the top, you know, because if something is falling down, if you tie it at the bottom, that ain't going to stop it. And especially with a light like the nine light, which is like particularly heavy. And then also, you know, we were on a hillside. We thought we had taken the necessary precautions. We thought that we had, you know, dug up the dirt enough so that the wheels would kind of sit in there and that we tied it, tied it off well enough that it, it wouldn't fall. But but we were wrong. We, <laughs> we tied it off midway and you got to tie that shit up high. And I'm just, you know, thinking, well, this is it. I'm going to pack my bags, get going, drive down the mountainside, say goodbye to all my friends, never talk to them again, <laughs> put my tail between my legs. I'm done in the film industry. But, you know, he's a professional and he just looks over at me and he says, shit goes wrong. It's a film set. It's not a film set unless shit goes wrong. And, uh, you know, it's kind of how you cut your teeth sometimes. And of course we had another light. Uh, it might not have been a nine light, but we had a light. I'm pretty sure we had a 10K. And, uh, you know, we just got another light up there and, and rigged it up. And you bet your ass that we, we rigged the shit out of that light. We dug out the, uh, 
the floor a little more the next time. We tied it down twice. We made sure we tied it up top and that shit wasn't going anywhere. So we learned our lesson. It was an expensive lesson, but you learn your lessons on these college film sets because, uh, you know, in the real world, on real film sets, you don't have that leniency. I mean, it's at least not going to be as lenient as a college film set. So a few hours later, this is probably hour 12, possibly pushing 13. Um, you know, we were all exhausted and particularly, you know, tired from just the emotional uh, roller coaster of the day. And we had to lay a ton of stingers on this hillside. I mean, it was probably hundreds and hundreds of feet and it was up that graded hill. And so we had to wrap all that. So, you know, we're all out there with our headlights on and, and we're picking up these stingers and bringing the light back down and, you know, just trying to kind of get through the day. Just be like, all right, that was a hell of a day, but, you know, we made it. We're going to just do what we got to do and, and we'll move on to the next day. So we get done and, you know, we're walking back with the DP, just kind of reliving the day and just being like, yo, man, how'd you think the day? And, and uh, you know, sorry about the nine light, but we got it all figured out. It's like, yeah, you know, it's no worries, shit happens. And we're also walking with the DIT and the AC. And, you know, we start hearing conversation going as we're heading back to the cabin about, I, uh, I don't know where the card is. I, I don't know. Uh, we didn't back up the footage. What do you mean you didn't back up the footage? We, we have a whole day, we have a whole day's worth of footage on that card. We, we have to have it. I don't know, man. I, I don't know where the card went. We, you know, the swing team that's kind of cleaning everything up, we, we're hearing this and we're just like, oh shit, not again. Not another thing to add on top of this day. And we knew that if they can't find that card, if it's not on the DIT cart, if it's not around them, it's got to be somewhere on that hillside, that damn hillside. Sure enough, they couldn't find it on the DIT cart. They couldn't find it anywhere around them. So we had to start searching the hillside. We had our headlamps on and we're just scouring the hillside. I mean, it was like we were looking for a lost child in the woods. We were calling out to the hard drive, just being like, yo, where you at? Please just say something if you can. So we're pushing 13, 14 hours. You know, we really care about the DP. We really care about the team. And if we can't find that footage, that whole day was a waste. The light falling was a waste. Uh, just everything in general, all the work that we did. It's like, we have to find it. And we keep searching, we keep searching until finally the DP just pulled us aside and was like, Hey guys, um, you know, we just have to call it what it is. We, we don't know where the card is. We're not going to find it. Maybe we'll find it in the morning. We'll just have to regroup. But it is what it is. And we're like, all right, man. That really sucks. Like, sorry, you can't find it. You know, we tried our best. We looked around. That's it then. I guess we'll just have to go back to, uh, to the drawing board. And then all of a sudden, the AC is like, are you kidding me? And then he reaches in his shirt pocket the card was in his pocket. And at that moment, you're just like, okay, that's ridiculous. That that's how it played out. It, it almost felt like the, the movie gods were playing a joke on us. Like it was retribution or something for what we had done earlier. We had to search the hillside for this card that ended up being in the AC's pocket. Needless to say though, we were overjoyed. You know, at that moment, it was, it was funny. It was uh, 
rewarding, and uh, made for a good story. We all stayed the night at the cabin, but the, the beautiful thing was in the back of the cabin, there was this jacuzzi. And uh, I was outside, and it was in the middle of the woods. So 10 of us just got in the jacuzzi, and we just chilled out and reflected on the day, had a couple beers, and just looked up at the stars. So that was my worst day ever. So that pretty much wraps up this episode. Thank you, Troy, for coming on and sharing your story. There's nothing worse than feeling solely responsible for breaking a piece of equipment. Because obviously you're there to help, you're there to make the film, you're there to be a support system, and you don't want to obviously be hurting the film or hurting the process or costing the production money. So to kind of feel solely responsible for a very expensive light falling over and busting, you know, it definitely evokes a sinking feeling. If you've ever broken a camera, a lens, or any piece of film equipment, I'm sure you guys can relate to that feeling. And not only that, but just to go directly from that to the idea of like, losing an entire day's worth of footage and just on hour 14 having to look for that you know lost little memory card i'm sure was just the worst feeling ever and i i totally get why this is troy's worst day ever so with that thank you troy for coming on and sharing your story and if you've been enjoying the podcast so far i have one small favor to ask depending on where you're listening to this if you scroll down you'll have the option to write a review and leave a star rating If you could take a quick moment and fill that out, it really does help. This being a fairly new podcast, the higher ratings allow this to be discovered and listened to by more filmmakers. In turn, leading to more worst day ever stories. Anyways, that wraps it up for this episode. Tune in next week for another worst day ever.